You're listening to How I Sell, a podcast built for early career sales professionals. You'll hear stories, best practices, and guidance from top sales leaders on what it takes to become a sales superstar. Today's episode is made possible by Ramped Careers. Ramped is on a mission to build the next generation of workforce-ready talent. Hey everyone, today I am so excited to bring Jessica Roscoe to our show. Jessica is the VP of Sales at Platform.sh. She's a sales leader, mentor, a connector, and an incredibly well-traveled person. Uh, Jessica, I've had the opportunity to do uh, a little bit of research on you, but for those that don't know you, uh, who is Jessica Roscoe? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Inglewood, California. Um, I am a uh, one of four uh, children, uh, daughters, uh, all all women in the family. Um, I'm the second oldest, and uh, you know I grew up as a solid B student. Um, never really shined in any particular area. Um, I always tried my best, and uh, it really didn't lead me down any any particular obvious path in my life. Uh, so I worked my way through college, working full-time in HR and payroll. Um, and when I finally graduated and got my degree, I, I got let, let go. Um, I was laid off. And so I really needed to figure out my life and what I wanted to do with it from a career perspective. Um, and I, I worked with, the good thing about getting laid off is that uh, they got me a career coach mm-hmm. and uh, she helped me and identify my strengths and be able to kind of put that into my resume and the types of um, uh, the, the types of positions that I wanted to apply for. Mm-hmm. So going through that process, I realized that a lot of my strengths, my natural abilities um, aligned perfectly with a sales uh, career. So I started um, really trying to work my network and apply to any sort of junior sales positions that were out there. Mm-hmm. At the time I was living in DC and so I was interviewing with um, government contractors. I interviewed with a wine distributor company. Um, and then I, I ultimately interviewed um, for a data center provider in Ashburn, Virginia. And that was my first take into the sales role. Um, I, I started kind of more of an inside seller and um, worked my way from there. Uh, and I now, you know, 12 years later, um, the VP of sales for, for platform. So it's been a wild ride, but um, yeah, it's just really loved every minute of it. It, it, it sounds like it. And, you know, it, 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 I picked up on a couple of things that, that you mentioned. Um, and, and I do want to, I do want to kind of dive in on this because we need, we need to give credit where credit is due. Um, you graduated uh, with an English degree and you worked full time the entire time you were in school. How did you, how did you balance that? I mean, it has to be a lot of work. How did you find the hours of the day? Yeah, well, it was really hard. Um, I remember most of that time really just uh, trying to do my homework during my lunch hour at work, um, taking you know uh, classes at night and working long into the, the middle of the night, just trying to get my, uh, my assignments done. So it was a lot of um, drive and diligence and, um, you know, just the just a lot of determination to to get that accomplished. Um, you know, for me, my, my my driver was always uh, trying to make my mom proud. Um, mm-hmm. So I was the first one to graduate college, and so I knew how much that meant to her. So that's what kept me motivated through through the whole thing. 
it's so inspiring to hear these stories because you know on the one hand you know someone like me i had to work but it wasn't full-time college was fun for me and i i hope that you had a little bit of fun but from the sounds of it it looks like it was just it was just a lot of work uh but you know hey listen it's 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 made you who you are who you are today but at no point during i guess your your time in college or even shortly thereafter uh, did you feel like sales would be a fit or even know what it meant what triggered this whole sales event was actually a not so fun exercise of having to you know be laid off at your very first job after you had to bust your tail off working full time uh how did you feel i mean what was your immediate reaction right if i were you and i worked so hard and i got the job i would hate the world uh what was going on in your head i mean because you took a positive spin i mean you work with a career coach figure things out what was your what was your mindset yeah you know i i, I always think about this quote of um never let a, a good crisis pass you by right um and so i i'm one that i always look at the positive or at least i try to i, I try to look at the positive things of, of everything right there's always something to learn and to get out of um an event and so for me when that happened obviously i was devastated and it was really hard but um, I quickly got over it and I started putting a plan in place of how am I going to get myself out of this because I don't, I don't have a fallback plan, right? It is me. Um, I need to pay my bills. So I need to figure this out. But I wanted to get out of the, um, the monotony that I was in, which is a you know, paycheck by paycheck kind of lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. I really wanted to be able to be successful and, and make lots of money and have an actual career. Um, and so as I was kind of going through this, um, you know, journey of finding myself and what I wanted to do with my life. Um, it was really good to, again, have somebody um, guide me through that process of, you know, what, what are my strengths? What am I really good at? And, and what do I like to do? Um, and then how does that, that translate to a career? Um, so she was really, really uh, a big part of uh, help, helping me through that and, and realizing what I wanted to do ultimately. That's incredible. But even even with that, you still had to hustle, for the lack of a better word, to find your first first sales gig. Uh, and when you did manage to find that, right, uh, was there a skill gap nonetheless? Were there still things that you had to to learn? And what did you do your first six months, right? Because it's so critical when you just start a new job. I'm sure you felt this pressure to wanting to succeed. From the little that I know you, I can already feel just your drive through the computer. So tell me how your how your first six months were. Yeah, you know, so I was really lucky and that the person that decided to give me a chance without any experience whatsoever um, was a great mentor to me. He taught me everything that I needed to know about what I was selling. Um, and he was really big on relationships. Um, that was that was basically, you know, his big thing. Everybody loved loved him um, and, and he had a really great network. And so he really took me under his wing and kind of showed me the ropes, um, but then quickly after gave me a, uh, a phone book and said, go call people. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I've done that, right? Where you try to call hundred people a day and leave a lot of voicemails. And back in the day, in my day, um, you know, we didn't have all these cool tools. It literally was just a list of phone numbers and you would try to call people. So um, I, he made me a little script that right. I basically used uh, um, uh, as I left voicemails or talked to people and I got myself really uncomfortable, right? Yeah. 
I put myself in really uncomfortable situations. I mean, though that job is, is not easy. So all the SDRs out there, I, I totally get it, right? It's not easy. It's not easy having first conversations with somebody that is not expecting your call, um, especially when you don't really know what you're doing. Um, but it's the only way to learn. So, and I learned best by doing. So for me, it was just every conversation that went poorly, I reflected back and I thought, how could have that been better, you know? And, um, and then I just try to put that back into my work and um, really, again, I always take a positive spin. So, you know, one no is, is the one closer to yes. So, you know, at some point it's gonna happen. And so I just, I just kept running the numbers and just kept at it. So um, really the, the, the first couple of months was just trying to learn as much as I could from my mentor. And then the rest is learning from my process and, and just trying to get better at my craft. Yeah, I want to pause for a second, uh, and I think this is a a good moment for whoever whoever is is listening to this, to reflect on how your first few years in sales could be, uh, because I think from from whatever you've shared, it, it doesn't it seems like a lot of work, and it's it's more no's than yeses, and it's not like you had you took a magic pill or you got around the process of putting in the hours. You had to make hundreds of cold calls and. Uh, you know, while you empathize with everyone that, that's doing it today, it seems like it's the only way people learn. So, you know, thank, thank you for sharing that. And safe to, safe to assume that you crushed, uh, crushed those, those, those sales roles. Uh, but in the back of your mind, did you have other plans? Did you want to kind of, you know, move up the ranks faster? Uh, how, did, how did that kind of come about? Because you, you have risen up the ranks relatively quickly, all things, all things equal. Uh, how did you manage to pull that off? Yeah, you know, um, I'm the type of person, I'm a, I'm a type A personality, if you haven't noticed. Um, I always have a plan, right? Uh, my, I, I, I'm constantly thinking about not a year from now, not two years from now, five years from now, who do I wanna be? What do I wanna do in this world? And even from back then, I, I kept thinking about that. So yeah, you know, I have my first step into this sales career, but what am I going to make of it? You know, where do I want to be in five or 10 years? Um, and so I was always kind of driven by that and just really thinking about that next step and how do I get there, right? So I started actually looking at job descriptions for um, that next role. So mm -hmm. I wanted to be a director was kind of my next step. It's like, how do I get to a director level? Um, what, do, what do I think, what do I need to do? What do those people do, right? So it's a lot of learning from people that have already done it and figuring mm -hmm. out how they did it. And then just trying to replicate that um, and trying to learn those skills and, and figure out my gaps and then trying to fill those gaps uh, you know, while, that, while I was going through this journey. And then you would do that while you were working on your current role. It's just something that you develop as a set of skills while you're doing it. And so my, my, my other question was, what was the transition like? But it looks like in your case, it wasn't like you were doing X and then you got a promotion the next day, you're a completely new person having to do Y. It almost looks like you ramped or grew into that role. Is that, is that a good way of thinking about it? Yeah, you know, I always, in every team I was on, I just always naturally became kind of team lead. You know, people came to me for answers and I used to help them on their deals. And it was just kind of that natural next step once I got to it. Um, so, you know, I, I think that there was, um, for me, I, I, I kept looking at my boss and figuring out what, what aspects about them 
I really liked that I would take into to my role when, when I became uh, the manager or the director. Um, and then I looked at their boss and figured that out as well, right? So you kind I kind of took nuggets from each one of these people as I continued down this path of my career and really trying to take the best out of everybody that I came across. And then I also love to read. And so I, you know, through the articles and the podcasts and all the rest, um, just trying to just gather all those things and make it sort of my own. Lot, lots of uh, lots of work there, lots of effort. Uh, but it looks like in addition to reading, you also love traveling. I actually spent a, a bit of time this afternoon, more time than I should, scrolling through all of your photos. But I mean, that's such an incredible thing to do. So you took a year to go travel and visit, what, six, six um, continents, 36 countries, starting in Ireland, ending in Peru. I mean, what... Yeah. How did that happen? You were, you were crushing sales and then what, you woke up and you said, this is it. This is my time to shine. I'm going to take a year and travel, take pictures and document it. Tell us a little more about it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, 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 again, I was really lucky and just, I think really the, the right place at the right time with the right skill set. Uh, and I was able to make a lot of money in a very short amount of time. Um, and being, you know, almost, uh, 30 at the time, I felt like, well, I guess the next thing I have to do is buy a house just like everybody else does, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then I really started thinking about the things I want to accomplish. I made myself goals of my, my life, the things I want to do before I die. And a lot of it had to do with traveling. And so I kind of took a step back and thought about how, you know, the, the money that I have in the bank um, didn't necessarily have to translate into, you know, going down the same path everybody else goes down and buying mm -hmm. the house and getting married and doing the whole thing. And there's a, there's a, another way and, and I could, I have the choice of doing whatever I want with my life and that money. And so we decided um, with my husband and I, uh, at the time we were just dating that, you know, we're just going to take this money and we're going to accomplish all these things that we had kind of set for ourselves in our life. Um, so that's kind of what set it in motion. We made the decision in April and by July we were on a plane. So that's yeah. incredible. And, and listen, a once in a lifetime experience. And I, and I hope that you'll have plenty of opportunities to do more of that, but I can only imagine that a, that a trip like that kind of changes you a little bit as a person, right? I mean, you've, you, you work so hard. I'm, I'm assuming that this was the only time that you actually truly got to take some time off um, and had some, some you know, financial comfort uh, to be able to do it. You spend a whole year. Did that, did that change you a little bit when you came back? Did you have a Zen, I don't know, eat, pray, love woman? I don't know what to call it. But when you came back, were you the same Jessica? Or did you, did you gain a new perspective on life? And if so, what was it? Yeah, you know, a couple of things. I think that the two big things that, that I realized while traveling is that one, we're all the same, right? No matter where we're from or what we believe, we all want the same thing. We all want to be happy and we all want the, the, the best for our children um, mm -hmm. or for our family members. Uh, and so, and that's universal. That's for everyone, you know? So I think it really helped me realize uh, just humans in, in, you know, in general, and, um, and, and it really helped me have more empathy uh, for people and um, just be more open to, you know, what um, the different personalities and the, and the different aspects of, that people bring. And so I think that that really kind of helped open my eyes a bit more as to um, what, how people are driven 
um, mm -hmm. because like I said, ultimately, we're all kind of all driven by the same things. So mm -hmm. it, it, it really helped me from, from that perspective. In sales, it's all about selling to people, right? They're human beings. Yeah. Um, so, so having that insight as to, um, you know, just humans in general, regardless of where they're from, uh, really, really helped kind of uh, give me that, that newfound perspective that I didn't have before. And then, and then, you know, that, that's incredible, right? In a, in a period of 10 years, you went from fresh out of college, laid off, had to reinvent yourself to, hey, I'm going to take a year off and travel the world. Uh, and you come back and I'm, I'm presuming that you have, you know, a, a good job waiting for you. Uh, the, the, you know, along those same lines, once you hit a certain, you know, position professionally, you are in a position of influence in, in multiple ways, right? One is in, in hiring, nurture, nurturing, and growing a team. Uh, what's your perspective? And I'm, I'm sure you've interviewed a lot of early career sales professionals. I've see, I'm sure you've seen them grow. I've, I'm sure you've seen some of them fail. What are you know, some attributes that you think are critical for anyone that wants to have a lasting career in sales? Not the one, two years and, and get burnt out, but someone that actually wants to build a career in sales. What are three attributes that you think uh, they should have? Yeah, I think the first attribute that they should have is that they need to be resilient, right? Because sales is not easy and it's not for everyone. Um, you're going to get a lot more, a lot more no's than you'll get yeses. Um, and you're going to be challenged and you're going to be, you know, pushed outside of your comfort zone all of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so if you're not resilient, it's probably not the career for you. Uh, the second thing is you have to be very driven. Um, you know, for, for me, I, I always look for people that could be somewhat self-sufficient, right? I could mm -hmm. give them the tools that they need um, that uh, will set them up for success, but then the rest of it is up to them. And if they're not self-starters and if they're not driven to do it, then it's never going to work um, mm -hmm. because I can't babysit people and that's not what I hire them to do, right? I hire them to come and do great things. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think the third thing is just being a good person, right? Really caring about people and really trying um, your best at helping them through their problems to find solutions. Mm -hmm. uh, and I always find that the best salespeople ultimately believe that what they're doing is helping people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, some of these attributes, I think, you know, folks may naturally be good at it. Some of them uh, may have to be developed. Uh, what do you think is the right mix? Uh, do you think that, and this is, you know, there, there's no right or wrong answer here. Do you think that folks that are incredibly successful are the ones that just tend to have maybe a bit more of a natural predisposition? Or do you think that this is a learned skill? You can, you can learn this. Yeah, you know, I think there's some things that can be learned and then some things that are a little bit harder, like having resiliency and, and being driven. Yeah. I think are two things that you just have to have natural abilities mm -hmm. to do. It, it's a really hard thing to teach someone mm -hmm. to want to be driven or to want to be resilient or, or to be resilient rather. Um, I think it happens also with maturity. You know, I, I think it, I took no's a lot harder <laughs> earlier on in my career, but then it just kind of becomes just there every day. And so you really, you know, it doesn't bother you as much. Yeah. Um, so maybe some, some of that can be learned, but I think overall is, um, you know, I think there's there's a, this kind of natural predisposition mm -hmm. um, that really helped to accelerate your success. Like you can be a mediocre seller um, mm -hmm. and try to learn these skills. But I think that the people with those three skill sets just out, out the gate, you know, being natural at it, 
uh, are the ones that end up being at the top of their game. So. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on, on, on that one. Uh, you know, having done this for a little bit and uh, having seen success and some challenges as well, have you developed uh, your own philosophy on sales? Uh, do you have, you know, something that you subscribe to and you firmly believe in when it comes to how to sell? Yeah, I mean, I, I believe in um, having a strategy, right? Uh, and I think that the strategy comes with doing your research ahead of time. So really trying to understand the, the business overall, you know, who are the key leaders? What are their core values as, as a company? What are their initiatives? I mean, luckily for us, we have the internet and there's a lot of information out there, right? See what they're putting out in the news. What do they care about? Mm -hmm. um, and then try to figure out a way to align those things to what you're trying to sell. Um, and then look at the in individual as an individual. You know, how long have they been with the company? Where were they before? How, what was their career trajectory? Because that'll give you a lot of information going into that first conversation or even into that cold call, right? Because then you have things to actually talk about that they care about. Um, and then I think it just goes into um, a process by which you have to figure out who your champion is, right? Who's going to be the one to gain the most out of the solution that you're, you're providing? Um, and then using that as a, as a resource to partner with that person to really understand the intricacies of their business, right? Who, who are all the stakeholders that are going to make this decision? Mm -hmm. Who has a stake in the game, right? And who's going to be ultimately making this decision? Who's going to pay for it? What do they care about? So you have to map all of those things out. And then ultimately, you know, you, you get to, um, to the win. But then it doesn't end there. It continues that relationship and you have to nurture that relationship. Um, because, you know, people change positions all the time. They go other places and they're going to remember you if, you if you really did help them. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to remember you and come back. That, that's so elegantly put. I, I love the framework and I, I like that you, you don't treat this as a, as a transactional uh, process even after you do sell and get a signature uh, or get money in the door. Understanding that, you know, relationships like these are often very long in tenure and people, especially these days, hold multiple jobs. Uh, I, I can't agree with you more. Uh, this is this is amazing. I think you've shared lots of nuggets of information and thank you for also sharing your personal story. I think oftentimes things like that get lost and uh, people just have this misconceived notion of what it takes to to succeed in, in this day and age. I'll ask you my last question, my favorite question, uh, where you and I get, uh, do a little bit of time travel. Let's say we go back in time and <clears throat> you see a version of Jessica um, that is you know 10 years ago and uh, just sitting there in a corner, maybe reading a book uh, or maybe working uh, full time or maybe doing both like you did. And you had to share one piece of advice, just one piece of advice. Um, what would that be? I think for me it would be be more focused on them than you are of you and your product. Right. So get to know them and their business. And that's where you'll be successful. That's amazing. Thank you so much for that. Uh, this has been such a pleasure having you. Uh, I've enjoyed you know, spending time with you today and uh, you know, hope we can stay in touch. And once again, thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. This is great. Thanks awesome. So much.